What's up, Story Geeks? Welcome to a special live aftercast here on the Story Geeks podcast. I'm Jay Shear, author of the time travel novel Time Slingers, and with me to share their top 10 Star Wars characters, three scruffy-looking scoundrels who also happen to be members of the Story Geeks club, Wade Johnson. Welcome to the show, Wade. Hey, thank you very much. Very proud to be here. Yeah, we're, it's, we're, we're, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, I'm going to get back to Wade in a minute, but also Nick Prokop is here. Hey, thanks for having me today, Jay. Uh, of course. Always good to talk to you, Nick. And last minute addition to the show, and we're, we're really glad to have him, Jim Baldwin. Hey, everybody. It's good to be here. Yeah, we're going to get into our top 10, but I do want to talk a little bit about how the lists were created just briefly. Um, so what went into you guys determining your list? Uh, Nick, I'm going to start with you. What, how did you come about coming up with this top 10 list? So when I started out this list, I took 75 characters from the eight saga movies and the two standalones and kept tripping that down to eventually a top 25. And as I kept writing that top 25, I kept kind of doing it as like my favorites, but then I felt that was wrong because it's not really a top 10 list. So then I started objectively looking at it like where I'm like, hey, this should be the actual like top 10, in my opinion, of the characters instead of my favorite top 10. Mm. So this is like these are the characters who you believe are actually objectively the top 10 characters in Star Wars. 100% correct. Yes. sir. Okay. Wade, how did you create your list? I am uh, the full pendulum swing to the other side. I uh, it, this is completely just stuff Wade likes. <laughs> so, com- completely subjective. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the, the world deserves to know my opinions on these things. <laughs> and did you stick to just the movies, or did you go outside the movies? Uh, I I went just I dipped barely outside the movies. Uh, yeah. So spoiler alert: little little bit outside, but mostly uh, the movies. That sounds good. And then Jim, how yeah. about you? How did you create your list? I'm actually kind of creating it on the fly because I wasn't expecting <laughs> to be on the show. Nice. In the wild card. Yeah. That's awesome. That's perfect. We're, that, now I'll just try to trip you up this whole time. I'll, I'll ask for your number seven like three times. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so let's, get, let's jump into this. I created my list in much the same way that, uh, that Wade did. So these are completely subjective uh, from me from me here. So, so we have uh, Nick, who's being completely objective, and then uh, Jim, who's being completely on the fly, and then Wade and I just chose our favorites. <laughs> so, so I'm the troll. We'll see how it all shakes out. That's, that's right. So, yeah. yeah. All right, so let's get into our honorable mentions. Jim, I'm going to start with you. Do you have any honorable mentions that you want to throw out as characters that maybe didn't make your top ten, but they're worth mentioning on the show? Well, it's not necessarily worth mentioning, but as an honorable mention, since I'm not a fan of the prequels, but I did like the voice that they use for the battle droids. It just cracks me up every time they talk, especially when they're doing Roger Roger. <laughs> so that's kind of my honorable mention. Is, is That's awesome. Is, is, yeah, is that. Oh, perfect. That's a great honorable mention. So, Wade, what are your honorable mentions? Who, who came in a, a, that you didn't have on your list that you would still like to reference? Uh, there's some that people might be surprised didn't make the list, but um, I, I went with Qui-Gon Jinn, um, just so wise and Liam Neeson-y. And uh, then, we get, then we got uh, we got Obi Wan Kenobi, which is yeah, wow. I know that's that's wow. gonna be a favorite. 
I know it's controversial, but uh, got to got to shout him out at least. And then we got uh, Lando Calrissian. I mean, the guy's just so so smooth. He's <laughs> a beautiful man. Those are excellent honorable <laughs> mentions. Excellent honorable. Very mentions. excellent honorable yeah. mentions. All right, Nick. What are your honorable mentions? What do you have in your uh, category of people who didn't quite make the list? Yeah. Objective- yeah, yeah. By the way, objectively. 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 <laughs> That's right. These are the correct answers. <laughs> He's lovable. He roars at you, but Chewbacca. Yeah. Mace oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Mace Windu. Finn. Good, good, good. And oh, yeah. Probably my all, one of my all-time characters of Star Wars. Like my, one of my favorites, just because of how cool he looks and his lightsaber, Darth Maul. Oh, very nice. So we nice. don't share any honorable mentions, because my honorable mentions... Are Vice Admiral Holdo, which oh, I know that nice. people don't like, but I really like Vice Admiral Holdo. Uh, Odie Mandrell, because he's <laughs> <laughs> nah, wow, yeah, Woo. yeah, that's, that's a deep cut, but still, I very, like that very character. Deep cut. Very um, deep for those who don't know, that is uh, one of the pod racers, Odie Mandrell. Uh, and, and this is going to surprise a lot of people, but Palpatine actually makes my honorable mentions. He doesn't show up in my top ten at all. So Emperor Palpatine, pretty, um, and pretty crazy. finally, finally, Dryden Voss. Oh, and, and most like of that's probably because he's a uh, Paul Bettany character. Because Paul Bettany is pretty amazing, um, and I think he plays that character really, really well. Uh, but yeah, he makes my uh, final honorable mention there. So that's awesome. I actually loved him too. I really liked yeah. that guy. I, I, well, just a quick note: I loved him too, but it. Every time I watch a solo, I look at him and I go, when did Vision get a scar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, too much of a crossover. It's too difficult oh, to yeah. deal with. <laughs> you know, I, I saw, um, this is a total aside, but I saw Knives Out yesterday. And I kept thinking. So good. Evans. Every time I saw <laughs> yes. Don't tell like, me. Don't tell me. I haven't seen it yet. That's Captain America. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I won't, no spoilers. But, yeah, that movie yeah, is yeah, awesome, yeah. though. Well, it's Captain America and James Bond, so. <laughs> that's true that's very true all right so now we're going to go through our 10 through 6 we're going to go through them pretty fast without a lot of discussion around them because we really want to get to our top five and i've done enough of these shows to know that it's a two-hour show if you do it, if you go through all 10 um so jim i'm gonna start with you what is your number 10 star wars character well it's not a, a face character but i Growing up seeing Star Wars when it came out in 77, I, I just thought these guys were cool. And that's got to be the Stormtroopers. Specifically, nice. the Snowtroopers. I thought the Snowtroopers were really, really oh, yeah. cool looking, really different. Uh, so those actually were my favorite, followed by nice. just the regular Stormtroopers. That that's is awesome. a great choice. So top 10. Oh. And I, lo- I love the fact that it's a, a Stormtrooper variant. That's really, really cool. All right, Wade, what do you got at number 10? All right, going just pure cool factor, Darth Maul. Um, oh, yeah. Just going, guys, like I said uh, when we were talking before, just going off of how much you want to see more of him. Oh, yeah. And he has the double bladed lightsaber and everything. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. That's a good choice. All right. What do you think, Nick? What do you got at number 10, objectively? Friendly beeps, R2D2. Oh, nice. R2D2. Bottom yeah, of the top he, 10 there. Interesting. Yeah, he, really he, interesting. He keeps. He keeps Luke aligned sometimes, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. My number 10 is actually Darth Vader. And I didn't even know he was going to make the top 10. So he barely wow. squeezes in into the top 10. Wow. So 
Really Whoa. interesting stuff already okay. in our conversation. Jim, what do you got Very. at number nine? Number nine, I'm actually going to uh, throw out something for Mary, uh, is Salacious Crumb from Return of the Jedi. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah was, that's, uh, Go ahead. I have to ask if Mary was pretty sad in in The Mandalorian when you see him roasting on a spit. Like, not him, obviously, she, but those yeah, creatures. She she was, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it is a pretty sad, <laughs> pretty sad time. Yeah. I love the salacious crumb call out. That's awesome. Wade, what do you got <laughs> wow. at number nine? Yeah. Number nine is where I'm going off of the movies. It's Iden Versio from Battleground. Uh, yeah, Battlefront mm-hmm. 2. Oh. Uh, yeah. The idea of Imperial Special Forces is super cool to me. And then the fact that she turns is rad. Spoiler alert. Uh, dope. I have not played yeah. that game. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's my fault. I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's basically in the description of the game. It's fine. You're fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Nick. What do you got? We got our first. We got our first, basically non-movie character there. So, what is right. what is it? Wow. Your what's your number nine? My my number nine is uh, my number nine is more friendly for friendly beeps and BBA. Oh, two wow. nine and ten. All right, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yep. Yeah, BBA. The problem is, is the sort of, droids. Like Quick comment on it. The, the main reason why is because since they can't actually talk and you kind of have to perceive their comments, um, and yeah. BB-8 gets the whole, I have a bad feeling about this before the Dreadnought scene, uh, you don't, because you hear that in every movie except for, technically you don't hear it in The Last Jedi, but it's said that he beeps it. Um, but uh, yeah, BB-8 is great and so is R2-D2, but unfortunately since you can't actually hear them talk, it doesn't help sometimes with the story because you're just subjectively guessing what they're saying. So yeah, I think BB-8 is best described as the the puppy of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's kind of like your little friendly dog, and you know that's kind of what he is. But he's um, a cool puppy that gets you out of jail and shoots coins at guards. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so my number nine is perhaps controversial, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But Obi Wan Kenobi is my number nine. <laughs> He's <laughs> nice. pretty far down that list. That All right, so now we're now we're already at number eight. Jim, what is your number eight? You know, I I think I'm gonna go with BB eight. Oh. Woo, Jim. Yeah. Right. Wow. That is the right so, answer then. Yeah, that is yeah. objectively yeah. objectively the right <laughs> yeah. answer. Um Wade, what do you got at number eight? Uh, number eight, uh, this is going to probably be quite controversial. I'm going with Luke Skywalker that far oh, down. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. To be, to be honest, the only reason, <laughs> and even to, to, to throw a uh, gas on the fire, um, the only reason why I even made my list at all is because of uh, The Last Jedi. So oh, that's, wow. that's probably, it's probably very unpopular. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> all right, Nick, wow, okay. what do you got? What do you got at number eight? So, while you guys are going regular characters, now it's my turn to kind of go a little bit off book. She's wonderful. She kind of sparks the rebellion. She's in one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time, probably like third place right now, but Jyn Erso. Nice. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. Jyn Making the top yeah. ten. Not bad at all. Yes, sir. Because, hey, if she doesn't get those plans, doesn't transmission them to Admiral Radish, we don't yeah. have a story. And I'm going to say something really controversial before I give you my number eight. And it is that 
Luke Skywalker isn't even in my top ten at all. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> nice, so, nice. Just, just throwing that out there. Uh, no, but I Crazy. have a number eight. I have Darth Maul as my. <laughs> I gotta ask really quick, Jay. Yeah. Is it because the whole whiny teenager vibe in A New Hope? <laughs> no, no, it's That's not so much a lot that. Of people don't like him. No, it's not so much that. It's it's uh, it's that uh, I don't love the hero's journey main character all that often. So it's usually I can relate not, to that. not as interesting to me. So so that's why you hate Marvel movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I hate all of them. I hate every single one. So, so Tashi Station has nothing to do with it. I mean, Tashi Station's not great either, but that's his best line. Of, of all the lines he has, it's <laughs> most quotable. Most quotable. That's right. That's right. You all right. So now we're already at number seven. Jim, what's your number seven? You know, it's a tough choice. I, I, I can't decide between Boba Fett and mm. The Mandalorian. Oh. It's very similar. Very similar characters, actually. Yes. I like Mandalorian guys. I like those choices. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wade, what do you got? Number seven. Number seven, uh, right above her brother is Leia. Ah, Princess Leia. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting on the kids. I'm sorry. She, she's wonderful. <laughs> she's top yeah. ten. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. There's a lot of great characters in Star Wars. It's hard to make that, it. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. All right, Nick, what do you got? What's number seven, objectively? I cannot wait for his Disney Plus series, but this is where Obi-Wan Kenobi shows up on the oh. list. Oh. Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know what? I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi might go up in everyone's lists after that series comes out. Well, Ewan definitely. McGregor is clearly an amazing Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, all respect to an Academy Award winning um, actor and Alec Guinness, but you know, we all fell in love with Ewan in that pretty cool series, so... Oh yeah. yeah, and if we didn't have, if we actually didn't have George Lucas directing him, think of how amazing he could have been. Yeah, totally. Uh, I was gonna say, I was like, yeah, I was like, he actually didn't do that bad even under George Lucas. Like, exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly right. right. Correct. I think it's just his talent. So That's my right. number seven is probably not going to appear on any of your guys's lists, uh, but my personal number seven is Saw Gerrera. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I think Saw Guerrero is amazing and I think that he should be in more stuff. So I'm just throwing that out there. Um Jim, are you still with now, us? Quick, quick question though before we go any farther. Yes. Is it both adaptations of Saw? So even the Rogue One Saw? No, the Rogue One Saw is the is the Saw that I actually know. I don't even know oh. the uh, the other ones all that well. Oh, he's in Rebels also. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing Just him, but I, I'm not that there. far into I'm not that far into Rebels, so I don't even know him from that from the from that show. Well, you have a treat coming your way, sir. <laughs> Perfect. Hey Jim, uh what is your number six? Number six, I think I'm gonna go with uh Jen Urso. Okay, nice. you, I'm, nice. I'm actually pretty surprised that you guys have Jin Erso being so high. There's a lot of people that were not hating on Jin Erso, but they were kind of uh, wishy washer about wishy washer about her. So that's kind of weird. It's awesome. It's nice to see Rogue yeah. One represented. Does anybody character in the story? Let me ask. Let me ask this question: Does anybody have Jin Erso in their number in their top five? Well, obviously, I don't. No. Yeah. Okay. So, so let me ask you this, Jim. Since we have, I want to spend a little bit of extra time. What about Jin Urso 
makes and Nick, you too. What about Jen Erso makes her fit into your top ten? Nick, you want to go or do you want me to go? Yeah, no, go ahead, Jim. Go, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'm going to be quick after you. All right. I just think, you know, looking at her story, she kind of gets abandoned as a kid, she thinks, and raised uh, raised in this group, has a hard upbringing, and kind of gets a redemption and has a chance to, to do something good not just for the rebellion but turns out for the whole galaxy um you just see kind of that from the beginning even though it's only a two-hour movie you see that big character arc uh in her going from kind of just being on her own to okay i want to do something to help people and i'm part of a team Mm. nice what do you think, Nick? What what, what do so you to add to that? Keep it as brief as possible. Like I said, without her, you do not have the rebellion. Like if she doesn't mm. get Admiral Radish those plans, Admiral Radish's ship doesn't get those plans off to Leia. We're not having a rebellion, anyways. Mm. On top of that, everyone loves Raylo, but I want some more Cassian and Jin. <laughs> we know that we know what their fate is, unfortunately. Yeah, but, uh, but no, uh, I I just feel like. I, I feel so strongly if it's not for Jin or Urso, then nothing happens and we don't actually get the story. Yes, we get the movie after the story, mm. but it's very important because even even when I first watched New Hope, I'm like, how the heck did they get these plans to figure out where this really small weakness is at? How did they get oh, this? Yeah. So the fact that we now have a character tied to that important piece just – Makes me happy that we have that. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, our, our what, what number are we on now? That we just we just like number, number six. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Wade. We're on what, Wade. Wade, what so, is your number six? All right, number six. Um, coming in at six is Ray. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I love her. Love her. Gotta yeah. love Ray. Ray's great. All right. All right, Nick. What do you got at number six? So this is where I might catch a little bit of flack from some fanboys and things like that. And number six for me is Han Solo. Oh. Not even top five. Just I am offended, sir. Yeah, I'm offended, Right on you. the edge. Oh, wait. <laughs> we're kicking. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sparks are flying. <laughs> yeah. Nick is off the podcast. Kick Nick off the podcast. Yeah. Okay, so if I can get a quick second, I'm objective. Yeah. Here. Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. The reason why he's not top five uh-huh. is the whole route. He's basically, he's key, but he's like a supportive key. Like, ah. he's not the actual, like, main part of anything, really, except for, like, when he shoots Frito, <laughs> which is very popular. But here's the thing. Like, think about it this way. So, yes, he helps Luke in A New Hope, and he kind of helps save the day by shooting the TIE fighter and throwing them off course so they don't shoot Luke. But Luke's the one that actually gets the job done. Mm. Luke uses the force to get that torpedo into that into the shaft. So we know what happens because of Luke, basically. So... Main main reason why is he's not like a he's a main guy, but he's not like if he wasn't in the story, the story would still make sense in my opinion. Right, I got gotcha. you. So so this is this goes yeah. more into how you're creating your list because when you talk about your list, you're saying basically who are the most impactful top ten characters to the Star Wars Skywalker Bingo! saga. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. I got you. I got you. I can. I can. I can. Uh, I can hang with that. Well, I mean, that's one way to do it. I'm just kidding. That is one way to do it. Well, not the way we did it. <laughs> Whatever, Wade. <laughs> then, so then Nick, who do you have? It you, you have you have Han Solo. Okay, so then my, I guess it's my yeah. turn. I have another one that may upset a lot of people, and uh, I apologize in advance, but it is Leia Organa. Leia Organa comes in <laughs> number six for me. What, nice. Is not Mary Poppins good for you? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Here's the thing. Well, we'll we'll we will we will yeah. talk. I'm sure more about her in the top five. So we'll, we'll yeah. Oh yes, yeah. we will. We will. And now we are getting into the top five. So really quick before we jump into the top five, who do you think is the most of of our four lists? Which is the most shocking character to either not appear in six through ten or to appear in in six through ten? What do you think, Wade? Who of the ones we've mentioned so far? Which one's the most shocking? Um, I think it's pretty surprising that Luke didn't make your uh, top ten at all. I think that's pretty uh, pretty controversial. I feel yeah. like it is probably very controversial. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm assuming that Luke makes what probably like eighty percent of people's top lists. I would think. And, I would think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At yeah. least top ten because Wade Wade at least had him what eight. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was at least there. The most personally offensive is obviously Han Solo. Being Solo. <laughs> other than other than that, other than that, we've been over that. We've been over it. It's fine. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> Cards there, Wade. <laughs> yeah, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, so Nick, what do you think? What is the most that, that is not appeared or that has appeared and you just feel like it's kind of strange? Um, that's a good question. I, so I'll just throw this out there, and unfortunately it's going to not tease people, any of my top five. I actually don't have Emperor Palpatine in the top ten of my list. Oh. And I'm actually kind of shocked that none of you have him so far. But that might not be the case in the top five. We'll see. So. Yeah, that's true. But I, I feel like um, you could pretty much – my problem with Emperor Palpatine is even though he's a really good villain, I also feel like with Emperor, uh, you can just basically plug and play with that kind of character. You could put it in another baddie in that spot. So right, that's kind of right. why I don't have him in my top ten, but I'm still surprised no one else has him yet. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good one. What do you think, Jim? What, what's the most surprising thing we've talked about thus far? Uh, you know, uh, unless I'm forgetting, I don't think anyone's mentioned Yoda yet. Oh, no. okay. And it's you know true. what? I'm not going to mention Yoda at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. Night, so, yeah, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is surprising, actually. That is surprising. And I'm going to be okay, I'm going to be 100 percent honest here. I'm going to be 100 percent honest. I think that baby Yoda is more likely to make my list than old Yoda. So, oh, come here, on. here, 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 here. Anything objective. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That is very, very true. Uh, that's a good one. I think my surprise is going to be uh, the Han Solo listing. I understand why you're doing it, and I actually once you once I consider your criteria, Nick, I go, yeah, I get it. But like like Wade, it is it's just hurtful to my my <laughs> inner being. I, I want I want to give you this fact though. If it was a subjective list, he would be number two on my list. Oh, perfect. Well, uh, going good to know. subjective. That, 
That actually helps a lot, man. Thanks for saying that. You know, yeah. you're, back, you're back on the podcast, true. Nick. You're yeah. welcome back on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. Right yeah. But no, that's We're, the thing. Like, I, I was really trying to be, like, true to the story, like I said. Yeah. And We're cool now, man. Yeah, that's perfect. Just a, not a main, main guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I hate Marvel movies, you hate Han Solo, and that's just how it is. There we go. We finally got my. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. That's right. Uh, (laughs) All right, so now we're going to go into our top five. So, Jim, start us out. Who is at number five for you? You know, I was just going over my top five in my head, kind of like I've been doing the whole time. And I'm actually surprised at myself that some of the characters I thought would be on my list, I'm not putting on the list. Mm. Um, but for number five, I'm going to go with Chewbacca. Oh, oh wow. All right. Wow. I like that. And what, what about Chewbacca stands out to you? What, what about makes him a very compelling character to you? I think uh, part of it is in reading the books over the years, kind of going off of what is now considered the legend timeline, uh, how they've expanded on his character and uh, he talked about his life debt to Han Solo and just Mm -hmm. how loyal, uh, fiercely loyal he is to, to the people he cares about. Mm. Yeah, that's great. He's a, he really is a fantastic character. He, he, for me, he gets a little bit, uh, he gets a little bit lost in the sea of great characters, and so I don't actually have him in my top ten at all. But, um, but he is classic, and there's no way you like dislike him. You know what I mean? Like, mm. no one dislikes Chewbacca. <laughs> nope, I, I love it. Like I said earlier, like to me, he's like tall, hairy, lovable guy. So it's like, yeah. And if you, you make your like way, guy, so. if you make your way to Disneyland or Walt Disney World, it is worth giving him a hug. Because it just feels yeah. like it feels like Christmas. I think is what it feels like. Yeah, <laughs> even right, right, right. even when even when Anakin was slaughtering younglings, I think if like a young Chewbacca was there, he wouldn't have killed him. Yeah, I think he would. True. I think he would have loved him. Right. <laughs> he actually scared Mary once. Oh really? He, yeah, we were at a convention and we actually got to meet Peter Mayhew. No way. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you know he's like a thousand feet tall. That's awesome. Um, he he kind of looked like he should have been in Pink Floyd or something when when we when we met him because he had the long straight kind of stringy black hair. Um, but we were talking to somebody and he came up behind Mary and put his hands on her shoulder, and she thought it was me until she turned to look and realized <laughs> that her the guy's hands were like three times the size of hers and turned around and actually jumped oh and my. made him chuckle. That's hilarious. You, yeah. you must have hairy hands, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, what's so funny about that, too, is that uh, these days you can't touch anybody at a con. So yeah, it, is, yeah. it is a different time. It is a different time. No, that's, a good, that's an excellent choice at number five. I like that. Wade, who do you have at number five? Number five, surprisingly high probably, but is R2-D2, man. Um, I, I flip and love that little, little trash can. He's a, he's, he's so iconic to star Wars and like the amount of, uh, emotion and humor and like, even just like, I feel like he's witty. Like, I feel like he's a clever little thing and he's just a trash can and he's beeping and yet you get like so much out of him. And like what I imagine he's saying I, is always just really funny. So maybe that's why it's subjective. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that character. 
That is a great right. character. And uh, pretty much essential to the Skywalker saga. Because you're basically yeah, he, he, Skywalker saga he, through C-3PO and R2-D2, right. right? That's right. He does so much, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. He's Anakin and Luke's best friend, basically, through the first six movies. So. Yeah. Yep. And he's so good at what he does that Ben Kenobi doesn't even remember his existence when he meets them on yeah. the screen. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's right. old man in the desert he probably yeah. lost a few memories he out just there, lost you know. yeah he lost it all i think he had some right. major issues right. out there uh, all right nick Great. what do you got what do you got at number five so i kind of had to chuckle at jim's yoda comment because number five is yoda oh there he is, there he is. <laughs> so you know I, it was funny because i had a i had a little fight because yoda han and obi-wan all kind of like had the same ranking for me mm. when i like was breaking it down, but I had to do like tiebreakers. Oh yeah. So the main reason why, other than the fact that Yoda is a big part of the prequels, we obviously get like awesome scenes where he actually fights and stuff like that. He's not just a wise old 900 some year old Jedi. Um, like you actually see like, Hey, Yoda can get into it with them if he really needs to kind of thing. But um, really Yoda's more important than Palpatine when it comes to the storyline because he's the one that is so blind mm. to the dark side mm. that really kicks all this off. And on top of that, he's the one pushing restrictions on Anakin. So really, like, if if it wasn't for Yoda doing all that stuff in, in the prequels, like, if that doesn't happen in that storyline, you know... We might not have a bad Anakin and Darth Vader, so yeah, really, he's yeah. that key. Yeah, Yoda is so fascinating because he makes as many. So I think George Lucas intended for him to be a very wise character, but right. as like as Disney does more and more things, and even as George did the prequels, you see all of the major terrible decisions that Yoda has made over the years, and you're kind of like. Dude, you're not that wise at all. And, and then when you see him make little comments, <laughs> like he makes a comment in Empire Strikes Back where he basically says, like, you know, along with uh, old Ben Kenobi, they, they say, of course, ghost Ben Kenobi, they say, you really should not go face Vader right now. Don't do it. Um, but of course, we know that that's the arc that Luke has to be on in order for him to do what he does and save the galaxy. And so it's literally not the thing that he should do is what they say for him to do. So it's weird. It's like a... I think George meant for him to be super wise, but he certainly is a well-rounded character where he's done a lot of really dumb things right. too. Right. So yeah, that's good. I like, I like that. Good choice. I, I um, want to think about him too. Real quick. Yeah. He, um, it, it feels like, cause we, we just said how he wasn't really wise. It feels like force ghost Yoda and last Jedi learned from all of his failures and is basically telling Luke, you know, Ray's got it. We don't need to worry about it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like it. So my number five is going to be very controversial based on who I have mentioned already. Because this is going to be a character that I bet you this character does not appear on any of your top ten lists. And for those listening in their cars or wherever you're listening at work or wherever, you probably don't have this character in your top ten either. But I tend to see this character as one of the most powerful non-force users in terms of their influence on the galaxy and their positional power in the galaxy and just the 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 stature the actor that played them i think was fascinating and it is grand moth tarkin <laughs> wow yeah. dude yeah 
I love that's Mark awesome so much. Yeah, he's just he's so he's such an intimidating character and it's such a amazing person to root against. Um, the fact that he could just stand in front of Princess Leia and be like, "Yeah, we know the base isn't there, so we're just going to destroy your home planet right in front of you." Ah, it's just crazy, man! Like this guy's insane, dude. So yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin's my number five. He's awesome, man. His vanity yeah. is his undoing, though. Really, it is. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. totally is. But like, even I've, I've been watching. Uh, I've watched the first, I don't know, five or six episodes of Rebels. <laughs> Dude, he's and, awesome in Rebels. Yeah, he's amazing <laughs> in Rebels. And, 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 yeah. The voice actor they got for him, too, is, like, perfect. Yeah, so, spot you know, on. Like, I, I like spot the on. evolution of him in Clones, too, because that was it was nice to see him in Clone Wars, to, like, see him as Captain Tarkin and kind of evolve from there. He basically is, like, the equivalent of the Emperor, but without Force powers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he he's is. that level he of, like... And so when we see somebody like General Hux... I'm always kind of like, okay, give me a break. <laughs> like, he doesn't seem tough compared to Tarkin. Tarkin is like the epitome of, of the of the evil empire, you know? So, anyways. Yeah. Controversial choice, but I'm throwing him out there nonetheless. Uh, Jim, like what do you have at number four? At number four, uh, I've been kind of going back and forth, but I finally decided uh, on Lando. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah. You know, and, and I really didn't think about it previously. You know, I thought he, he was an interesting character and all that. But I recently read uh, uh, an interview that Billy D. Williams did where he talks about Lando and, and just how, um, and I forget exactly how he'd phrased it, but kind of how uh, complicated he is. Uh, and, and you don't really see that, especially. Because he mm. has such short screen time, mm. but if you think about okay, you think about his relationship with Han, and you think about you know if you've read some of the legend books, how how they've expanded on that, you do see the the different layers of of him as you know he's a ladies' man, he's a, a scoundrel, <laughs> he, you know he's he's kind of it has all these different facets to him. He's an entrepreneur. He's exactly. an entrepreneur, um, <laughs> and you know he's he's. Cards. Looking at him, yeah, he cheated cheated cards. But but you look at him when you first see him in Empire Strikes Back when he first comes on and he's talking to Han, and then he instantly sees Leia, and he his character totally changes on the dime. <laughs> yeah. He goes from laughing to Han to like totally smooth, silky voice. It's like, hey, <laughs> it's awesome. Now, do you oh, like man. his character better or worse? After Solo came out, I see. I, I I'm separating the two because I didn't like uh, okay. Glover's performance as Lando. I didn't think it did the character justice ah. when you compare it to what Billy D. Williams did. Mm. So I, I kind of am keeping those two separate. I feel like what they did with because uh, I really like Donald Glover, but I feel yeah, like. Too. With Donald Glover, they kind of put too much pressure on him. It was kind of like they built it up too much, um, right. which I think was a little bit – I thought he did a fine job, but with the way they built it up and the way that it was like – it's almost like one of those things where you're like, that's perfect casting. And you see it and you're like, oh, no, Billy D. Williams was perfect casting. And this is like, you know, good. You know, it's not bad, but it's, it's, I think it's a little bit It's a little bit different. So, Well, I think they just have a little different charisma. Like, yeah, it, it just doesn't feel authentic. 
Yeah, and I think that the L the L three three seven stuff did not help at all. Yeah, it, yeah, that was just, it was really awesome. distracting. It yeah, was exactly, it was. exactly. <laughs> but honestly, here's the thing: I can't wait to see Billy D reprise the role in the next movie because I think he's going to have a great like impact on what actually happens here. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I, I am looking forward to seeing that. It's going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be. And amazing. I think it, in Donald Glover's defense. Billy D. Williams is a hard act to follow. Oh, yeah. Even though it had uh, been oh, yeah. decades. Oh, yeah. Well, you're talking about taking a character that has, like... It's like it's like the same thing that Alden Ehrenreich was facing, right? This is an iconic character filled by an iconic actor. And so you've got two different... You, you, it's hitting you from two different places. The complexity that you'd have to live up to... And right. you're not allowed to invent it yourself. You have to do what they did as opposed to just doing something iconic yourself. So it'd be like yeah, that's brutal. play Jack Sparrow. It'd be like, right. no, they're just not going to do it. Like it's that was mm-hmm. the guy and that was the character and they matched, you know? So, yeah. Except and- Tonto and the Lone Ranger could do it. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh... <laughs> or, yeah, or, right. or the Mad Hatter at that at that point too, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sh- shocking similarities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. All right, so Wade, who do you have at number four? Number four, I've got Kylo Ren. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Kylo fan. I think he's pretty awesome. Um, I think he and Ray make each other way more interesting. I'm not normally into the emo thing, but he he did it for me, and uh, I, I'm actually genuinely confused by where he's gonna end up, which is kind of rare. I feel like so I like him. Yeah, well, it's hard to tell if he's gonna die too. Like right, I have no idea, die. no idea. Or if we get the whole like Jay likes to talk about redemption, are we gonna get the whole redemption story? And he becomes Ben Solo again, right? And do we even want that? It's just it's good stuff. It's interesting. Yeah, and it's a fantastic actor in the role too. So yes, oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Adam Driver was an amazing yeah. pick. I might not think he's in a top ten character yet because it might change with this next movie. But sure. He he like I look at him and I'm like, yeah, I can believe that's Ben Solo. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. and he just does such a good job with what he's given script wise too. Uh okay, so then it's it's your turn, Nick. Objectively. Yeah. Who's so at number four? Objectively, <laughs> we're sliding over to the other half of Raylo. And oh nice. <laughs> She's the driving force of this of this new era of uh, the saga and the close of this. Because I mean, honestly, guys, if we're gonna have a character that goes beyond this saga, I would love to see more of Ray. And I think, yeah, that she's being set up as like the main character for the foreseeable future. Probably depending on how this next movie goes. Maybe Kylo. Obviously, Finn and Poe. Like, we'll see what mm-hmm. happens with this, but. If they make more movies, you know, they want to have some familiarity to, like, build on. They'll have these these people and raise, like, the glue that'll hold it all together, really. Yeah, that's great. I love that choice. And you'll you'll hear more about that from me pretty soon. <laughs> Anybody else want to <laughs> tack on to what, what Nick is saying about Ray? Okay, we'll move. We'll move sorry, on. man. <laughs> I, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have Wait, a little, I don't like Ray at all. I, yeah. Oh, I kind of zoned. I kind of zoned out for a second. I'm sorry, man. I was thinking. I was thinking about my number three, and I yeah, I got distracted. Sorry. Do, do, 
Now, do you now wait? What do you think about Ray? Are you are you a fan of Ray? Are you a big I'm a, fan? I'm of a Kylo? huge. I'm a I'm a more of a fan of Kylo than Ray. Just I I don't know if I'm just uh, I, I kind of t- trend toward villains anyway. They, they interest uh, me. He's, he seems conflicted. But um, the uh, Ray is on my list for sure. She's number six. But um, she right, uh, right. yeah. No, I'm I'm a huge fan of Ray. I think I think she's super intriguing. I like the ambiguity of her origin. I like um, that's a super interesting thing to me. And then what they're doing with it. I like how fast she's getting powerful. Um, I think that's um, a lot of people took that as kind of like, hey, like the, like I don't know. They, a lot of people took issue with that. I, to me personally, I just find I, I I tend to view movies as like this is what's happening. I'm not really thinking about it from a writing standpoint. So for me, it's just kind of like this is happening, and the implications of it are very interesting. Like, why is she so powerful? So I like where that takes me. I think she's super right. interesting. I dig that, Jim. What do you think? What do you think of Ray? Uh, I don't have a problem with Ray. You know, she she's interesting, and and uh, you know, I'm really curious as to the whole parentage situation and and what they're going to do with that. Um, I'm hoping that Ray or someone else will slowly torture Kylo Ren to death over an eight-week period. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about you, Jay. That's awesome. Now that, I don't know about you, Jay, but now that Jim mentioned the parents thing, I can hear Daryl all the way in Ohio yelling, Legacy. Technology. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. And if, and if, welcome, if Daryl. Daryl was on this podcast, <laughs> that he would love the choice of Kylo Ren at number at number four. That he would think that that would be amazing. Oh, well, that that was for you, Daryl. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Daryl. Um, That's right. All right. So my number four is Chirrut Imwe. I think that <laughs> yes. he is one of the most fascinating characters. So one of the things you're gonna one of the things about me is that I tend to enjoy the fact that the force is out there but i tend to not always love the force powered characters because i just don't find as much in common with them and so it's hard for me to really get into what they're up to um and cheer is sort of like i find him to be really interesting and fascinating because first of all he's the first character that adds prayer to the star wars universe because everybody else meditates but because cheer is not force sensitive he legitimately prays and I just find that his devotion to the Force and him being led by the Force, despite not being Force-sensitive, is a fascinating concept. And I think can teach us a lot about... I also love Baze, by the way. And Baze is going through his his period of doubt. And so the two of them together is just really fascinating to me. Um, and he's like you know, daredevil level blind uh, <laughs> fighter. So I, I don't know. It's just really cool. I, I, I like him. So he comes in at number four for me. Yeah. One up in the house. That's <laughs> right. That's super. That's super yeah, I was just saying, oh, sorry, man. Uh, you wanna, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. You know, I was just going to say the implication of what you were saying with the, the whole uh, praying thing is interesting. Cause like, uh, it's kind of like, uh, begs some questions about like the nature of what the force is too. I feel like it kind of like rounds that out a little bit and adds some depth to it because uh, it seems like the Jedi and the Sith are always kind of manipulating it or at least using it to their, to their will to some extent. Whereas like the idea of something like asking the force for something is really interesting. Like it might have a will of its own, which is something that I feel like they're kind of like playing with in the, in the sequel trilogy. So it's kind of a, I, I like that too. It kind of like, it raises questions. Yeah. Absolutely. So what I was going to say about Jared Emway is, uh, since I joked about Rogue One being in the house, if this was the top ten of uh, Rogue One characters, you yeah. would be number two. 
Yeah, he does, oh, nice. if he does mm-hmm. do what he does. If he doesn't do what he does and sacrifice himself to flip the switch, things don't happen. So that's right. Oh, that's right. You know, that's right. he needs to sacrifice himself in order to save others, and that's that's another thing that I feel like is part of his whole like worship towards the force. Yeah, that's really good. And now we're into the top three at this point. So, Jim, who do you have at number three? You know, I keep flip-flopping back and forth between two and three. But I think I think I'm going to go with R2-D2. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's just ma- – go ahead. No, I was going to say, what makes that – what makes R2-D2, like, uh, show up in your top three? Well, it's, uh, you know, seeing that movie for a first time when, you know, when you're five and a half, um, you know, you tend to gravitate towards R2-D2 and, and you just kind of build on that as, as you get older. You just have fond memories uh, of uh, of him and he just seems fun. He's definitely has a heroic streak in him, but he's also extremely sarcastic. It, it would be really interesting to to see what the English translation of his beeps would be. Yeah, <laughs> we need to know that. We need yeah, to absolutely. Know that. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And I think, uh, like we said, like you're seeing the whole Skywalker saga through the the eyes of R two D two and C three PO. And C three PO, let's face it, he probably not is not on any of our lists because, quite frankly, <laughs> he's hard to like. <laughs> he's know? a downer, man. Mm. Yeah, he's a downer. Jay. He's a downer. Yeah. Hey, Jay. Yes. Never tell me the odds. Exactly. (laughs) Never tell me the odds. That's right. I guarantee he's going to. (laughs) Yes. Every every party has a pooper, and that is C3PO. That's exactly right. All right, Wade. Who do you got at number three? All right. So this is getting real subjective up in here. I, uh, I'm basically. I feel like somebody in in Hollywood was just like, let's make a character for Wade, and they did, (laughs) and 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 it's uh, it's the Mandalorian. Oh, uh, nice. dude i freaking love him i can't even handle it i uh he's just so cool he's like what i would have imagined playing as a kid like my whole life and i'm still a kid so i still imagine playing as him and uh they created him finally and it's awesome and it's better than i would have ever imagined so i'm just so happy yeah yeah, yeah. I- i'm not gonna lie wade when he comes out in the new best star steel Oh, dude! Just like yeah. so I, good. Like a tear came yeah. out of my eye. Ah, it's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. I was like, oh my gosh! After seeing him in that busted armor, and now you see this, and you're just like, oh, so thing of beauty. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty epic, I will say. Uh, so Nick, who's what's the number three? So objectively, uh, you know, we That's have right. to go with. Leia mm-hmm. Organa Skywalker Solo. I said all the names because you know, yeah. she goes by them all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the main reason why she's three, not one or two, is she is a driving force in the story, but she's clearly not the main driving force in the story. Um, the other problem, I do have a little bit of problem with the Mary Poppins scene, so she does get. <laughs> she might have been number two if that doesn't happen, but um, I feel like. Her character has brought on new meaning for um, the series in seven, eight, and nine. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a great uh, that's a great point. I, I actually don't mind the Mary Poppins thing at all with Leia. I actually, after her, after she kills Jabba, 
I no longer think that George Lucas did anything interesting with her in Return of the Jedi. So I actually prefer her character in Last Jedi, even with the Mary Poppins scene, than I do to her character later on in the film in the, in Return of the Jedi because she just kind of disappears. It's all she's there for is to tell Han not to worry about Luke. You know, it's like okay, it's that's bizarre, but you know, yeah, that's a great that's a great choice. She's definitely. Plus, she to us, she to us she's royalty. She does, yeah. She, plus, she's royalty. Plus, she doesn't know, but she does uh, start the creepy kiss, not Luke. So, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm I'm very pro Mary Poppins just in general. Just saying, like <laughs> I, I don't see what the problem is. Hey, hey, Mary Poppins <laughs> on itself is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being morphed into Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y- Yondu did it better anyway, so it's all good. Yes, yeah, yeah, he yeah, did. That's true. I will agree. <laughs> But Jay doesn't like Marvel movies, so he doesn't saw it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. Who's Yondu? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so my number three is Ray. I love Woo! Ray. I think Ray's awesome. Nice. She is the highest uh, force-powered character on my list. Um, I think that she is basically so I talked about I talked about uh, heroes journey characters that I'm usually not that interested in. I think that the way that they've crafted her character, though, is far more interesting than they craft most Heroes Journey characters. Because, one, we normally see young males in the role, so it's interesting to see it be a young female. Um, Two, I think that she is struggling with the weight of generations on her shoulders, whereas Luke was like... um, In other words, she's like awakening in a galaxy that we already knew was super powerful, whereas with Luke, it was like, oh, well, we have no idea what this galaxy is like as this unfolds. Um, So yeah, I, I think Rey's character is amazing. I do think the storytellers have faced some issues in the speed with which she has gotten to where she's at, but that's... I don't think that's Ray's fault. Uh, and I don't think she's a Mary Sue. Like people will talk about, I disagree with those things. I just think that the storytellers are trying to get places faster with more characters than maybe the story should allow for, which is fine, but I still love Ray sure. as a character. And I think Daisy Ridley. So I, I'm going to go out on a limb and just say that I believe two of the best actors to ever act in a star Wars film are Daisy Ridley and um, Adam driver. I just think that they're, from a performance with standpoint, that. they're wow. ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because if you look at like like a, a Han Solo, I mean, Harrison Ford doesn't do that much differently <laughs> with any of the characters that he does. He just lives into that role very easily. Um, Indiana Jones in space. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it's awesome, exactly though. Right. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so amazing. True. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But when you talk That's about... Right acting chops then i turn to those two characters and i go that's pretty yeah. amazing so yeah um, so yeah big fan wait side note since you just said that <laughs> like now now that you said that i feel like the greedo scene is his whip the guy with the sword see or shoot the guy with the sword scene now oh yeah no absolutely absolutely and he definitely shot first oh yeah. god yeah 100 <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh, so now we're up to the top two. So Jim, who do you have at number two? I actually have Grand Admiral Thrawn at two. Whoa. Nice, Whoa. nice. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Now I haven't seen any of the animated series, so I'm just basing it right. off of the Timothy Zahn books. 
but I love the yeah, the, they're awesome. You know, they uh, he, he grew on me in the first series, and now that he's had the Thrawn specific series over the last couple of years, he's just gotten better and better, more interesting. You know, because th- he's delved into a little bit of, of his backstory and and what he can do, what he can do, and all that. So he's just uh, to me, he's just awesome. He is awesome, and he is the one person I would call to involved in the Empire that is like Tarkin-esque for me. The reason I didn't pick him for my top 10, the only reason, really, was that I haven't been that familiar with him from the cartoons or the animated series, and I just didn't want to select him because I was like, well... I'm, I'm, if I if I select him, I'm doing like a callback to Legends more so than I'm doing like any kind of the current stuff, and I'm uncomfortable choosing somebody who who could have been ruined. <laughs> you know, I don't know, I don't know. I haven't seen the shows, so it's harder for me to say. But no, he's a he's an amazing pickup. That's awesome. Love right. love Thrawn. Uh, yeah, good stuff. That's really good stuff. And maybe the that might be the most shocking number two that we're gonna hear. But let's hear. Uh, <laughs> What do you got, Wade? What's the what's your number two? Probably not that shocking, <laughs> but uh, I would say um, mine is uh, also just uh, childhood memories, man. Just I can't have Star Wars without thinking of this character, and it's Darth Vader. Oh, um, Darth Vader. Yeah, I, yeah. It's funny because I actually probably like him less now that I'm a little bit older. But uh, I can, I just it's just pure nostalgia. Like I can't I can't not have Darth Vader way the heck up there. Yeah. I mean, Darth Vader deserves a mention just for the Rogue One scene alone. Like, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh God, yes. And he's actually kind of awesome in Rebels too. He's awesome in Rebels. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen him in Rebels yet because, like I said, I'm only on like whatever it is, Episode Seven or something. Um, or I might be up to twelve now. I, I'm losing track. I fall asleep half the time Ooh, while I'm there. watching it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, but yeah, no, Darth Vader. You, have you guys listened to uh, last Tuesday's podcast where we dug deeper into Darth Vader? Yes. Not yet, no. Yes. So what it, now, the, que- the question that I'm going to ask you guys then, and it doesn't matter, Jim, if you mm-hmm. haven't listened to it yet, but one of the things that we, one of the conclusions that we came to as a podcasting crew was that we preferred Darth Vader prior to the prequels. So, so Wade, what do you think? Like, do you prefer him prior to the prequels or do you like the fact that they explored his backstory? Um, I think that uh, the treatment of Anakin in the prequels was probably the single most devastating thing to me about watching them. <laughs> uh, um, I, I am I am not a prequels hater necessarily, but I am a George Lucas's treatment of Anakin hater. <laughs> um, so, so um, yeah, I would definitely say Darth Vader um, is far better off without uh, the creepy the adolescent guy that that that, that they portrayed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. What do you think, sure. Nick? Do you agree, Nick? So, I, I agree. And here's one thing, though, I want to throw out. Devil's advocate, in a way. Because sure, I agree sure. with Wade that, you know, George Lucas kind of made him some whiny teenager that was really bad character. However, my devil's advocate point for that is because he has these crazy reign of a range of emotions and is in his adolescence and all that, in a way that kind of drives his naivety to turn to the dark side. Sure. Mm. Mm. Just point that out. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, Jim, what do you think? Do you, do you prefer him before the prequel? I, I do. I, I am a prequel hater. 
Um, so I'm proud, <laughs> yeah. to, I'm proud to admit that. Respect. Um, Respect, Jim. <laughs> but but it, it just seems like in seeing that, that backstory of him, that Lucas took away some of the things that made Vader a badass. Because you, you yeah. see what they've said is his backstory. And so you kind of see that whiny guy now and you, and you look at this big, uh, dark imposing figure in the original series. And, you know, if, if you keep that in your head, it just takes away from his presence. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it should have been, it should have been tragic. And I think that's what he's trying to go for is to see that like, it was tragic to see him fall into darkness, but like a sense of tragedy, instead of tragedy, I feel like you just feel a sense of relief. <laughs> like, Oh, finally he's Vader yeah. now. <laughs> we can, we can <laughs> like him again. <laughs> like, awesome. <laughs> but that's the thing, Wade, because of the tragedy, he doesn't have anything to focus on from his past, and so now he's just going to terrorize the, the whole universe. So. Fair enough. I see why he's angry. Right. <laughs> yeah. You lost well, you well, you guys know my opinions because they're all on that podcast for about an hour and a half of talking about <laughs> Pretty it. Pretty so. much. That was a long yeah. one. <laughs> it was a long one. Uh, but hey, so, you've got some good people on it. Uh, yeah. Shout oh, out yeah. to Helen O'Hara. <laughs> Helen O'Hara is amazing. All right, so yeah. what's your number two, Nick? Um, no, wait, wait, wait. Am I, do I need to go Wade first, or do I already go Wade? No, we Wade. Wade. Yeah, yeah, Wade yeah. I, I was Vader. I lose track so easily. Go ahead, Nick. I'm showing my cards, but number two here is the son, Luke Skywalker. And it's mainly because even though we see him as, like you said, the hero's journey in the original series, um, he's not number one because really the story is not about him. Mm. It never was. So mm. it's more your the journey is him going to face who the story's about, but you know, it's just not about him. So it can't he can't be number one. But he is such a great character in my opinion, because even though he has a little bit of whininess in a new hope, which coming back to Anakin a little bit, maybe it runs in the family. Um but uh the, the, the funny thing is about Luke is, like, even though he goes through the hero's journey, he just doesn't resonate as, like, the top billing, in my opinion. So, mm. I go with it. Yeah. I see that. I dig it. I dig it. I like the I like the choice of him at number two. I, and you say you're showing your cards, but I can't think of who you're going to choose at number one, so we're going to see. <laughs> no, well, uh, I, I, I think I figured it out. <laughs> I think we did too. Um, one, other, one other note, because if we were talking, because how we've been talking about objective versus subjective, if I'm being subjective, his Return of the Jedi uh, um, lightsaber is the best lightsaber, in my opinion. I mm. love the green Luke lightsaber over any of them, even Dark mm. Maul's um, dual lightsaber, which is my number two. But I just love Luke's green lightsaber. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. There's no reason not to like it. Um, I have it. My number two, Han Solo. I used to play it <laughs> when I was a kid. I always played as Han Solo. Han Solo is like one of the best anti heroes of all time. I <laughs> I can relate to him as a character of like bouncing back and forth between, you know, is this all just uh, a bunch of baloney? Is this all just like this a hokey religion? Is this is that what this is? Or no, no, it's actually real. I, and I'm going to believe true. in it and I'm going to try and save people and I'm going to try and change <laughs> the way I am, you know? Um, I love Han Solo. So yeah, he, he comes in at number two for me. Easy. 
Okay, I got I gotta have first rebuttal on this because uh, my problem with uh, exactly why what you just said in a way, um, the reason why he can't be number five in an objective way is because he is the anti-hero. He's not a hero. Oh, uh, what is what? What do you mean by that? What do you mean in terms of like? I mean, like he's not he's not like the heroes. Like he's a part of the heroes, but like you just said, he's an anti-hero. So it's like if that's the case, he cannot be like objectively a top five character oh oh, oh sure 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 yeah. no, no I, I agree with uh from an objective standpoint actually that's why i enjoy him more is because he's not the main character like he's, he's the guy fun. who's trying to figure out what to do despite what's going on with everybody else you know and i find yeah, that really ass. interesting so yeah 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 no i think i i agree uh despite despite me teasing you i actually agree with putting him lower oh, on, no, no. Like, the most impactful list for sure and you know what? Like when we talk about Star Wars movies and how a lot of people get hung up on how the original series is like a space western, the yeah. reason why we think it's a western is because Han Solo's character basically looks like any of those horse riding gunslingers in a western movie. So right. yeah, that's why it feels that way. Right. Yeah, that's good. And we are we are to the point where we're all gonna give our number ones. And so Jim, I'm gonna start with you. What is the number one choice? My number one is Darth Vader. Yeah. Oh, nice. Woo! Nice. Yeah, because he's you know he's he's just that imposing figure. He strikes fear wherever he goes, and you know all the lightsaber battles in the original trilogy I thought were were really neat. But one of my favorite scenes is towards the end of Rogue One when they're on the ship. And the whole the oh, hallway yes. is dark. You see the guys there. You see the terror on their face, and all you hear is Vader breathing. You can't see him until he oh, lights that so lightsaber. Good. So good. It is one of the best scenes in Star Wars history, in my opinion. I think it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you can't. I can't argue with that. Uh, Wade, what's your number one? Dude, it's Han freaking Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I can't even I can't even handle that guy. He's so cool. He's so charismatic. He's like I I love Indiana Jones in space. I think it's totally cool. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's basically inspired a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, I, I, maybe I mean, he might be responsible for my entire course of action in life. The man's amazing. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm a huge fan of Han. He was I was uh, just the whole idea of him being kind of a that skeptic um that i'm just a huge anti-hero fan in general and to me he's like the ultimate anti-hero um his uh his humor and snide remarks and just everything about him is just awesome and then his growth into like actually caring about people and having a uh sort of almost healthy relationship maybe with leia <laughs> except we found out that wasn't the case but <laughs> we, we thought so at the end of the original trilogy maybe um but yeah he's just uh he's just the man can't handle him. So wait, wait, I gotta ask you this then. If you yeah. Know, uh, if he's so important to you, you yeah. have the Han Solo pants. <laughs> I, I, I do not i don't honestly i don't feel like i'm i don't feel like i'm worthy man i just don't i can't wear them they're they're, they're just not my pants <laughs> they're his wow thank you nick you're welcome you're the man i just i'm back on the pod <laughs> yeah i love you i love you nick you're welcome, buddy. <laughs> yeah yeah, you can't hate against Han Solo. I also will say this is probably a really random fact, but I bet you if you were to analyze 
whose full name is used most often in the Star Wars universe. Oh. It feels like it's got to be Han Solo. Like, they don't refer to him as Han all that often. It's always Han Solo, you know? Like, it's true. It's true. Yeah. You inspire people to use your full name. I think there's some there's something to that. Yep. However, uh, the one that uses his name like that the most is his old friend Lando because he keeps going, Han! Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, that's, that's an interesting take, too, because uh, the people that use his first name more often are the ones that are, like, becoming or, like, trying to trying to almost um, push him away a little bit. As Whereas, Ooh. like, Maz Kanata, who, like, loves him, it almost yeah. always refer to him as Han. Like, she calls out Han Solo across the room. How many people are named Han in that room? And she's still going to use Solo. Right, right, right. Although her so. first question isn't even anything about Han. She does ask where her boyfriend is at. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she does love <laughs> the Wookiee. Yeah. So I think really if Moscanada was making a list, Chewbacca's number one, y'all. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so, uh, Nick, who is objectively the number one choice? Oh, yeah. It's Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Darth Vader. He drives the whole story. I knew story. it. It's all about him. And that's why when I said the sun, you know, I, you know, <laughs> I had to do it that way. But, uh, yeah, no, it's Darth Vader. Because obviously in the first like for uh, the first three movies, he drops the biggest bomb out of any of them. Cause at that point, we don't know Luke's actually his son. And that whole Luke, I am your father scene is just iconic. Mm-hmm. That's the most iconic star Wars scene out of any of the scenes in star Wars. Cause and probably objectively the best movie out of all the star Wars movies. So it's, it's one of those parts of the movie that it's like, that makes your character so much better. You just drop the biggest bomb ever on mm. any Star Wars character and out of any out of any story. So to me, it's like he's the driving force out of everything. It's like he is truly is the chosen one because he brings balance to both. Well, perceived balance. Mm. Let me rephrase that. Let me let me rephrase that to perceived balance. Of course, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> because he does, because like we said, there is good at you, and he does agree and saves his son from a man that was just basically there to him at that point in time. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you can't can't argue with that. So, my number one, I used to have this. Used to be a pretty straightforward answer. It used to be that I would say that I had a tie for number one, and my top three characters were Ray, Han Solo, and this third character. I have removed that character because there is no reason to be a fan of Boba Fett anymore when you have the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> my number one character is the Mandalorian. I, Dude. Uh, I knew I liked you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, awesome. he's got a super powered character, still right. learning the ropes, anti-hero. Uh <laughs> Not not force sensitive that we know and for any reason. Um, set in an amazing storyline thus far, you know, got the samurai and the western influences. I I love that show so much, and that character is just so amazing. Good. To me. So, mm. Mandalorian's now my number one. Boba Fett, I don't remember who that is <laughs> anymore because the Mandalorian is just the the cooler one now. It is sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's obsolete now. Yeah. We, we literally get to know him more. He actually speaks. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Boba Fett has like what three lines in the whole series, so 
even though he looks badass, the Mandalorian actually is a badass. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, that's kind of the difference in my opinion. And a, a dude with a jetpack dying by falling in a pit is just really <laughs> sad. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's rough. Although, although the Mando does say, "I need to get me one of those," so we'll see. Yeah, it's true. So, it's but true. was he talking about the jetpack or the minigun he, the guy was using? Ooh. Uh, both Ooh, and, hopefully. Yet, <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Both? Is it too much to ask for both? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, gentlemen, that is it for the top ten. We've we've all shared yep. all the way through number one. Uh, some some pretty shocking things in there, uh, yes. but but I dig it. And then what we're going to do is at some point in time in the next few weeks, I will put out a poll on Facebook where people can vote for their favorite characters in Star Wars. And we'll see what the collective actually is. But in the meantime, Nick, have you been calculating the scores? So I have been, unfortunately, because of how diverse our our lists are. Yeah. um, It's uh, really hard to get a final score right this minute. Oh, so okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to plug our list into a spreadsheet and then use uh, some sort of uh, weighted base on where we put them on our list and create a show list. So who knows? Maybe Grand Admiral Thrawn, because he's a number two, might show up as number 10 <laughs> on, our, uh, on our show 10. But uh, when this pod becomes an actual pod, not a live show, I will uh, post a list to the, the, the Story Geeks Club on Facebook, so if you're listening to this and not there, maybe you should join and yeah. this list, and Jay's poll, I don't know, have fun conversations with us. Absolutely. You should totally do all of those things. That'd be awesome. Huh. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you all. I thank you for being members of the Story Geeks Club, and thanks for joining me on this top ten list. Um, and any any final comments as we leave this podcast behind us? Oh, um, man. Wow. I'll, I'll yeah. go first real quick just because I have something to say. The, the diversity of this list just shows you how great of impact Star Wars has on the geek culture and all that because there's so many different angles you can look at even every character in this series. Yeah. So mm. it's really yeah. just a micro, our little show here is a microcosm of the impact Star Wars has on the rest of the nerd mm. community basically so absolutely that's awesome yeah no, i was gonna just say i i had one final shout out um to uh gamorian paul giamatti uh, that, is, that, is a, that is a character that i would watch all day and love so he would have made my list he would have made my list uh, <laughs> That was a uh, funny show, though. And Paul <laughs> is still the funniest guest of all time. I don't know. Amen. Oh Amen. That was so great. Well done. <laughs> it's just so hilarious. <laughs> any, any final thoughts, Jim? Well, I'm actually interested to see once the poll comes out, and I've had some more time to really think about this in depth, if my list will change. Oh, yeah. It's always changing, yeah. right? you gotta, you got to constantly yeah. be changing your top ten. Yeah. That's right. Hey, yeah. it's a living, breathing document, even when it comes to objective lists. So. That's right. That's right. All right, guys, we're going to close it out there. Thanks again for joining me, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. 
Well, that's it for today's show. Special thanks to Nick Wade and last minute edition Jim Baldwin for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to the Story Geeks podcast so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes on the Star Wars universe. Subscribe today on your preferred podcast provider. And while you're out there searching for the Story Geeks podcast, make sure you also check out the Story Geeks Talk Disney Plus as well. It's a separate podcast that we do. And we're doing an entire Mandalorian series over there. So you know it's my favorite character of all time now. How can you not join us on that podcast? Check out the Mandalorian podcast on the Story Geeks Talk Disney+. Plus. If you'd like to become a member of the Story Geeks Club, know that everyone who signs up at the $8 a month tier and above gets to join us as guests on some of our aftercasts, just like Nick and Wade and Jim did today. We'd love for you to become one of our club members as well. For more information on how to do that, or to find more info on the Story Geeks network, visit thestorygeeks.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, question everything in your favorite geek stories, and always seek the truth. <laughs>